You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. If you start a business these days, most people would expect that your intention is to grow it as quickly as possible, to build a significant asset, to value, and then to sell it on to a bigger company for a massive profit. Modern business terms like exponential, scale, flip, unicorn, all of these are commonplace in golf club locker rooms. But for many, the focus is purely on making as much money as possible within the shortest space of time. If you look at what they do in Japan, though, the intended purpose of many businesses is very different. Japan is home to some of the world's oldest businesses, some of which have been going for hundreds of years and have survived multiple crises over that period. Now, Vodafone Business recently released research which looks at some of the traits that help future-ready businesses succeed, even as businesses around the world have faced disruptions brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. The report focuses on South African business and it's uh, surveyed nearly 2,000 South African businesses. So, pretty comprehensive this. I'm joined now by CEO of Vodacom Business, William Mzimba. Evening, William. Before we talk about the findings, what led you to undertake this study now? Good evening, Michael. Thank you uh, for the opportunity. We were curious as we were in the middle of the pandemic. We really wanted to stay close to our customers. And it really started by us wanting to figure out what is actually happening in the minds of our customers and how can we set ourselves better to support them. So then eventually we decided to package all the findings that we got into a report on the basis that we evaluated uh, their responses to us and they were telling us some very interesting uh, uh, points relating to uh, future readiness of their own businesses. And when we connected the dots, and then we summarized it, we found that there was a pattern and a trend that basically spoke to the need for businesses uh, to begin to adopt an attitude towards change because the change was here, not in the future, but Mm -hmm. it was here with us now. So that basically was out of curiosity. And that's why it's such an important study, because often you find during times of crisis that these businesses uh, that emerge stronger on the other side, much like a, a two, three, four hundred year old Japanese business, share these common characteristics, uh, a way to which they respond to these challenges. And let's face it, if you're in business, it really is about responding to challenges. The size may differ, but there are challenges all the time in business. What makes a business ready for the future? What are some of these key characteristics that emerge through the research? Yeah, Michael, we found six things that were quite unifying characteristics. One was positive attitude to change, businesses that are open to new technology, and businesses that have got clear steps towards transformation uh, in the context of embracing uh, digital technologies. And of course, that they just don't talk about it, but that they have got a detailed execution plan on how they're going to be transforming their business into becoming a digital business. And when we talk about that, we don't reflect only around them adopting digital how they do things in terms of technology, but we're talking about them changing invariably their core business and looking at business models that live in the digital world. So that is quite deep in the sense of what we are trying to do, uh, what, what they, are, they are trying to do. And we also see 
that those kind of businesses are highly adaptable. So they have got attributes of the most resilient organization and they are able to to manage uh, the transition of their consumers and their workers and their ecosystem partners around the need for all of them to move into the digital world. And it's important because it's not just about technology. I mean, what you're talking about is a culture inside the organization. And an interesting insight that I uh, gleaned from from the research is that brands need to have a purpose alongside their core business. It's disproportionately recognized over uh, or just about three quarters of these future ready businesses understood that you have to have a purpose. And if, if I look at how Japanese businesses have survived for a millennium, uh, many of those businesses have a, a core value set. They, they're known in Japan as a kakun, family presets. They look after their employees. They support the community. They strive to make a product that inspires pride. And in that way, you build something that is deeply resilient inside the organization. Does that resonate with you? It resonated with us when we uh, actually did the research. And let me give you a local example. Uh, so, uh, all what we are seeing in the report actually codified a couple of the things that Vodafone, Vodacom had adopted before we even started with this uh, research and found what we uncovered. Peppers has become the integral part of how businesses connect with their customers and the broader uh, stakeholders that they serve. So if you think about what we have coined which we live by as Vodafone and Vodacom, is connecting for a better future. We're rallying everybody around that specific, simplistic, but very powerful purpose. And then out of that, we've codified three main things. It's around connecting for a better future in creating digital societies. It is about inclusion. So as we connect people, making sure that We're not just connecting people, we're connecting people, processes, and things together, but we are inclusive in the quest for us to be uh, connecting the whole world. And of course, the third thing is we do businesses in a reasonable way by safeguarding the environment so we can live it better than the way we found it. Now, Michael, that has been extremely powerful because during the pandemic, it galvanized the entire Vodafone and Vodacom to look at our business, not only from the one dimension of the triple P, which is purpose, people, and profit, Mm. but it allowed us to operate at the intersection of those three major connection points. And we live to that because we started extending our business to make sure that we can help our customers to be resilient during the difficult times, that we help our employees to survive, and to stay safe, and we contributed significantly in moving things forward by connecting with governments in all the places where we work, even in markets where we didn't have a presence, to support them to be able to cope during the pandemic. So we extended our ecosystem wider, and we were able to operate successfully at the intersection of people, people, and profits. 
And uh, it is a core lesson, I think, for many businesses out there uh, on how to manage their way through a, a deep um, epoch-defining crisis such as the one we are experiencing at the moment. Because make no mistake, we're still in the midst of the pandemic as we're trying to get the vaccine rolled out. How are we seeing businesses dealing with the issue of returning their workforce and their people safely and productively back to work? We found that 71% of the future-ready businesses have already moved into connected working environments. And this speaks effectively to something that I've been speaking about passionately since 2015, whilst I was at Accenture, talking about every business is a digital business. And even then, many people thought it was just a hype by consultants. And we have realized in 2020, the whole world over, that every business needed to be a digital business. And of course, many businesses have moved into doing business digitally out of necessity. And uh, we are seeing that that has translated now into what we call workforce of the future, which is work from anywhere. And the future-ready businesses have already taken principal decision on, decisions on how they're supporting their own staff to be able to work from anywhere by giving them connectivity, by funding part of the connectivity aspect, but overlaying intelligence on top of that connectivity to provide uh, their employees very secure means of accessing the corporation and interchanging data with their customers in a very secure way. Future-ready businesses have embraced cloud. Hence, you see the massive growth that the hyperscale cloud providers have uh, amassed during this time including some of the growth that we have seen in our own business because massive amount of traffic is traversing the networks now. And all of that is speaking to the need for businesses that are data-led and insight-driven to harvest that data and then to be able to personalize how they develop products and take them to market and how they serve their customers. And that also is Mm -hmm. at the the, the center of what we found future-ready businesses doing. It's so interesting, William. I was having a chat to Davina Maharaj, who's heading up Investex um, digital banking uh, processes right now and uh, the API division in particular. But she came up through the kind of private wealth, private banking division of the bank and uh, almost fell into technology by accident 10 years ago. But it's it's how we use this data and marry it in a kind of high touch, hyper personalized way that really is going to unlock the real potential. Because I've often received data from an unnamed insurer that uh, clearly doesn't know me because they're offering me uh, a Kaiser Chief funeral policy and I'm certainly not a Kaiser Chiefs fan. I'm a Brazilians fan, uh, personally. Uh, but secondly, they, they've clearly got some of my data, but not all of my data. So, so there is a right way and a wrong way of going about this. Indeed. Uh, and, and, and in fact, if I just gave you an example of uh, how we're using big uh, data, uh, as uh, Vodacom, we have even personalized offers by town. So it's just, an, just for you offer if you live in a particular town on the basis of the living standards measures or the level of uh, disposable income that exists in that particular town. Obviously taking into consideration uh, the needs that each and every one of our customers has. Now, this is a very important aspect that we have seen future-ready businesses beginning to embrace. And Michael, here's an interesting thing. 
This is not only talking to large enterprises. This can be done even by small, medium enterprises. We are now working on our SME platform, connecting SMEs that predominantly operated their businesses in a physical world, not in a digital world. Now, we are asking of them, and in fact, they are asking of us, help us to be able to live in a digital world where they can combine their physical premises where they exist and also they can take their, uh, their businesses online. What is very helpful is that you could use your shop that is in a particular mall as a warehouse where you store the merchandise, but the very same merchandise, you can now have it online so you then expose it to much more people in different marketplaces. And as and when people browse through looking for the different merchandise that you have in your, on your online shop, you gather enough data to be able to understand what is it that they are shopping for. Because imagine when somebody walks into your store, on a physical store, you pretty much are not in a position to gather as much data as you can as people yeah. scroll through your web presence when you have artificial intelligence algorithms that are busy analyzing the pattern of how they are browsing through what they're interested in, how many eyeballs, how much time they spend on each thing, whether they are trying it, they're clicking on it. All of those things are giving you data points that if you analyze, then you are able to know what new merchandise you need to put in your shop. And William, I mean, listening to you talk, it reminds me that uh, MassMart is said to become an anchor tenant on Vodacom's new so-called super app. Uh, that's going to be launched around the middle of this year, so soon now. Can you just shed some light on that? We are excited about that lifestyle ecosystem we are creating uh, on the super app. As you know, that this is a strategic partnership we've had with uh, Alipay, and they've helped us in developing a version for Africa, the first in Africa, that basically means we are going to be the anchor tenant for many of our partners to be able to access more customers. We're going to be making 44 million people available to some of our customers to be able to propagate their offers. And through those interactions that are going to be exchanged on this uh, platform, we are going to be sharing the value that is generated uh, on that platform. Not only sharing between ourselves and those partners that bring their platforms into our super app, but we're going to be sharing with the consumer by overlaying loyalty programs uh, on that super app that allows them to have a high level of redemption of the points they are going to gather. We're going to allow our, our customers in the name and our partners' customers on that platform to be able to set goals on what they would like to achieve and we reward them for that. So we really are moving our business into the proper platform economy where we generate value and we share the value with everyone that interacts on that platform which Vodacom is creating. Yeah, and that is very exciting for us. Things are moving uh, at speed, at scale towards this platform future. Just as a last question, looking through what we've just discussed around this future uh, readiness uh, amongst these 2,000 businesses and looking at your own journey through the pandemic, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned personally as a leader of a large organization, a fragmented organization through this pandemic? What I learned is that we've got latent ability as Vodacom to work under pressure in a crisis. Now, if I look at the founders of Vodacom and how they managed to grow the business to be a business of the size it is, the largest telco in the continent by market, by market cap, it's because 
they had inculcated a culture where today was the day we needed to solve for the customer, not tomorrow. Just to give you an example, you would have seen the results we have announced. Fantastic results in all dimensions. If I reflect on Vodacom business in terms of the growth that we have seen, all dimensions of our business have been growing. Our mobile broadband business, our fixed broadband business, our wholesale business, our cloud business, our IoT business, all of those businesses have shown double-digit growth across the board. And we've been able to manage all of that virtually with a team that we're not able to be in one room at one particular point in time. So we were ready at a time when the pandemic hit because we understood that the digital world has arrived and we set our processes and we set our operating model and the way in which we interact to be very agile. Just to give you an example, one of the things we did is when the pandemic hit, we had to retrain over 300 of our salespeople to be able to use social media selling techniques to get our customers buying more and more of the services that we needed to sell to them. And we had to do that in a space of weeks. Just to give you another example, we launched massive products in our IoT space that speaks to how we enable businesses to deal with the pandemic. We launched work-from-home solutions supported by our broadband connectivity, overlaying SD-WAN to be able to give bank workers the ability to access mission-critical applications sitting at home. Things that during before COVID, we had to do in months, we did in weeks. And that's what the pandemic does. It really has shown just what can be achieved uh, when we're placed under that kind of pressure uh, to perform, to be agile and uh, to do things quickly. It's almost brought a sense of that lean startup into the very large organizations uh, that sit at the very top of the South African and indeed the African economy. Uh, CEO of Vodacom Business, William Nzimba, thank you very much for your time. We're going to have to leave it there.